So we're sort of in between series right now. We just finished Power of the Tongue series, 31 messages over nine months. And that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I experienced for myself multiple things. As we looked at them last week, there were multiple things I thought, I've actually changed in this. And it's interesting, it wasn't until looking back at it and realizing, yeah, during that time I was convicted and I cried out. And it's so beautiful to look back over time and see oh, wow, like God actually changed this area in my life. Like it, it has improved. Because we don't want to forget. We don't want to forget what he does for us. This was Israel's problem over and over. They forgot what God did. And sometimes we, we cast judgment on Israel when we read it, and they're like, man, how did they forget it? And not realizing sometimes it's like, well, 100 years went by. Look at how much has changed here in America in 100 years. And sometimes we cast judgment on them like, those dopes, how did they forget what God did? It's like, They were living their life, living for themselves, much like we see happen and much like we fall prey to often ourselves, forgetting all that God has done for us. Forget I mean, every time we're complaining, we're forgetting the cross. My goodness. If the cross is front and center, there's nothing to complain about. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. In in light of our eternal glory, everything else, all the suffering, it's it's pointless. It's, it's, It's nothing. It's so minuscule, so tiny in light of the glory that's to come. Um, So today, um, like I said, in between messages, in in between series, I've got two more series lined up. Uh, One is going to be 20 reasons not to sin. It's going to be really good. And with each of those reasons comes why we live holy and how how much better it is. But that'll be a fun one. That'll probably take, probably not 20 weeks. I think I can fit some of them together. But knowing me, it'll probably be 50 weeks. Uh, so we'll have that one. And then I have one I'm really excited about. I'm going to talk about tradition. It's going to be the, the outlook is going to be tradition versus biblical mandate or biblical command versus biblical principles. And I basically just want to go over a lot of traditions that we have. And some of them aren't even scriptural, but that doesn't mean they're bad. doesn't mean they're bad. Some of them are good things. And a lot of churches have traditions, and that's what churches do often is cast judgment over traditions. Cast judgment over the way things are done, the way they did this, the way they did that, not realizing some of it is tradition, and some of it is based in biblical principles that are good biblical principles. Um, And then some of our traditions are based in biblical mandate. Like it is absolutely, this is how we are to live our life before God, or this is how we are to gather, or this is... So some of those things, we'll look at that. Um, hmm. So for the next two weeks, I'm just going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, or hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Um, This is such a powerful thing. It's so well known in America that sometimes it can take on almost like a religious feeling. When really it's full of power. I mean, goodness, in, in Luke, the disciples ask him, how should we pray? And this is his response. If this is how to be a template for how we pray. Now the Bible has 
I don't have any notes today. I'm just speaking from the heart, and we're going to do worship too, to just look at the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to do that the next two weeks. This, this makes me uncomfortable. I love teaching. Um, God's given me an ability to articulate things and study well, and I'm grateful for it, but it's my comfort zone. I enjoy it. This is a little bit harder because it involves all of us getting involved as we go over the Lord's Prayer is that we all are striving to connect with him today together as a group. And I'm just going to kind of go through like, this is how I pray when I come to pray with Jesus. This is kind of the template I use. I've done this now for about five years. Almost every time I go to pray, I use this as an outline. I use the Lord's Prayer as an outline. I've just, and it hasn't felt ever, not once has it felt like it's gotten religious. It's just like, man, this is such a beautiful outline for how to pray. Now, I go all over the place in my prayer with him and and time with him, but I still follow this outline, and I've loved it. The first time, and I've shared this before, but the first time I really felt strongly a word from God to change the way I was praying about six years ago or so when, and, and I've shared this before, I was beating myself up. And that's the typical way I come back to spend time with God. Oh, I'm just upset with myself. God, I've been neglecting you. God, I, I haven't been perfect, all this stuff. And I felt like he just stopped me and said, don't even approach me unless you believe I love you. And then he took it further. And unless you believe you're my son. And I realized so often I felt like I had to strive to get back into daddy's lap. Felt like I had to strive. I was like the prodigal son coming back over and over. I'm unworthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your servants. And he was saying, no, stop that. Stop coming to me like that. Don't even talk to me until you realize you're my son. And I I love you as you are right now. Sins, things like that, things you want to confess, get to them later. And where's the biblical precedent for that? It's in the Lord's Prayer. When do we finally address our own sins? Line number four. That's when you're allowed to address your own sins. First, I recognize my Father. And so the very first two words, I, and again, this is an outline I've used for years. Sometimes if I have a limited amount of time, I'll get through it in 15 minutes. Or five minutes if, if I'm really rushed. But other times, I might spend an hour on our Father. I just, I just, I'm so caught up in this one thing that he is my Father. That he is my perfect daddy. And I encourage you today, use whatever term is most endearing to you. And a lot of us didn't have good fathers or we have mixed feeling about fathers. But he is perfect in every way. He is a perfect father, perfectly loving, perfectly good. And so I love that it says our father. And often Jesus directs us to, when we pray, to say our, to include the whole family of God. Now, uh, I want to say real quick before we get into our father, but, um, there are so many beautiful prayers in the Bible. There's prayers of blessing. Oh, Aaron's blessing over Israel. Um, may the Lord bless and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What a beautiful prayer. And I can pray that prayer for any fellow believer. 
in my, I can pray that prayer over them. It's a prayer of blessing. I'm sending blessings, saying, may God's face shine upon you. May he give you peace, lift up his countenance upon you, and, 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 and um, be gracious to you. This is a beautiful prayer. There's all kinds of beautiful prayers we can find. Paul had some amazing prayers that he would pray over people, praying that we would know the height and depth and breadth and width of his love, that we might comprehend with all the saints and all the angels, uh, yeah, what is the height and breadth of his love. But So there's lots of beautiful prayers. Jesus' prayer in John 17, oh my goodness. His prayer, it, it might be John 16. 16 into 17? Yeah. Uh, but his prayer to the Father and their interaction. They're such a beautiful prayer. And you can go to that and you can read that and pray those things over yourself. Receive them from Jesus. Speaking them all those years ago, but we, we read them. I remember Daniel giving a message once saying, read scripture out loud. Read it out loud. And he said, it feels like angels just come around because they want to hear it. They want to hear the beauty of God. And it is amazing to to read Jesus's words out loud. I, you know, I shared that before, but it's amazing to take this mouth and this tongue and let the words of Jesus actually come out of this mouth. His written word that will not pass away. Heaven and earth can pass away, but his words will not pass away. And I get to speak them out loud. Oh my goodness. What, uh, what an amazing thing to be a filthy sinner apart from him and to get my tongue redeemed and I get to actually speak Jesus' words. And I want to take them serious. I want to take them serious. So our Father, already this brings it into the, the church as a whole. I can look all across the world, places where they, they don't have any devices or any, anyone else teaching them, some village that has come to Jesus and one guy with a Bible teaching them, and that's our Father there with them. That's our Father. It's the same Spirit all across the world. And so I'm all about my daddy. Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. My daddy, I love you, daddy. Me and you, it's just me and you here right now. That's all beautiful. It is fantastic, and go for it. Just you and daddy. It's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And we're told by Jesus when we pray to call him father. To call him father. Paul said the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, bears witness that we're children of God. And then it said the Spirit cries from within us, Abba. Abba, Father. Abba is a Hebrew word. It's, 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 it would be like daddy in our language or dada. It would be dada in our language. And it's the first words often that a baby can even pronounce. Abba, Abba, Abba. It's Abba, Abba. And that's, that's what Paul said. The Holy Spirit's inside of you and he's saying Abba. He wants that precious connection between a father and a son or a father and a daughter and that beautiful connection of the first words being Abba. And so I obey Jesus and I call him father. I call him daddy because he told me to talk to him that way. Can you, can you call Jesus by many of the other wonderful names that he has? Absolutely. Go for it. Go for all of it. It's so beautiful to recognize everything that he is to us. 
it's like, oh, he's Savior. Oh, my gosh. You said, oh, but you're Lord. Okay, I get on my face. Yeah, oh, oh, you're, the fear of the Lord is intense. You are holy and untouchable. Oh, but you're gracious and you're kind and you got down and washed my feet. Get out of here. That's ridiculous. Uh, and so we recognize all those things. But for me, following this template, I just recognize you're my, my father. And oftentimes I'll just meditate on our father for 10 minutes. And I'll just speak it to myself. You're, you're my father. You're my daddy. You're my daddy. I'm your son. I belong to you. You love me. You're proud of me. You want me to sit on your lap. You want me to be with you. You love me. And I'll just meditate on it until, and for me, I can't place that conviction on you, but for me, I don't, I don't even start spending time with him until I believe that he loves me and until I believe that I'm a son because I felt like that's what he told me. Don't come to me unless you believe that. And I have needed that for my life because I have felt unworthy so often in my life. And I've beat myself up so much that this is now the template for me to come into his presence is to just believe him that he loves me. And so I'm telling you today, he loves you. You're his daughter, Katie. You belong to him. Chris, you're his son and he loves you. And that's how he wants us to approach him. And so even right now, you might be like, well, but I have this thing to deal with. Oh, I have this sin. I, I better address this first. I, I be-. Nope. Here's what you need to address right now. He's daddy, and he loves you. He loves you. He loves you as you are. That's it. Come on up, Daniel. All right. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So once I get it, that he's daddy and he loves me, once I've spent, spent time just basking in that fact, just basking in his love for me, oh, wow, guys, you get to just lay there and let him love you. My goodness, we don't deserve that. That's amazing. That's what he did for us. Got to move past it now. Uh, our Father in heaven. Sometimes I'll focus on that. Uh, I'll, I'll read uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and 2 uh, that talks about I'm already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Uh, and I'm seated in Christ and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So it's like I recognize our Father in heaven and yet you say I'm already seated with you. You say I'm already there with you in heaven. Uh, but I'm not going to focus more on in heaven today. Um, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed means sacred, holy, altogether perfect, all-encompassing. His name is hallowed. And, the, and it's like we're telling his name to be hallowed. We're telling his name to be holy in all the earth. And so sometimes I'll, excuse me, sometimes I'll pray, God, let your name be holy. Let your name be sacred. Let your name be set apart in the nation. God, exalt your name. Your name's being blasphemed. Your name's being, your name's being misrepresented by so many in the church, God. And I just cry out, God, hollow your name. Let your name be hollowed again. 
But I also spend it as a time of saying, hallowed be your name. I just spend time worshiping him. So for me, this has just been the template for five, six years. You can bring it into your own life. If you're just like, man, how do I pray? Well, Jesus taught us how to pray. And this is kind of just a template that we can follow that's so beautiful. And so I spend time, like I just did, focusing on him being my Abba and my Father. And then I just worship him. I just worship him for a little bit. Notice, we still haven't got to addressing our sins. In fact, we won't even this week. (laughs) But I just spend time now worshiping him and recognizing how holy he is. And so it starts with this beautiful intimacy. It's both ways. I'm, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. You're my father. And then I take my eyes off of myself, and I'm just going to worship you for a little bit. Um, let's see here. Where are we? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, this is, to me, the opportunity now to pray. This is the time. First, I'm just communing, me and Abba, me and Father. Then I'm just worshiping him. And now I'm taking time to pray for his kingdom to come, for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that just means the way in heaven his will is just done. It's just carried out. Likewise, whatever his will is here on earth, that's what we want. And that's what we're praying to come in. And, and so it's a perfect prayer. It's perfect because sometimes we don't know what we're supposed to pray. You can't go wrong saying, God, your kingdom come and your will be done in this situation. In this situation, if, if I have a friend, who's a prodigal who's gone astray, and I, and I want them to come back, I don't know what the perfect thing to pray for them is. I don't know if they need another year of getting lower and lower until God is finally going to get a hold of them. Or I don't know if he wants to do it overnight, but I know I want to hasten that day. And so I cry out, God, do whatever it takes to get a hold of them. And I'm not sure what it is, so let your will be done. God, if you want to turn up the heat, if you want to bring them lower in their life until they'll surrender to you, if you want to do a miracle, like your kingdom come, your will be done, whatever it takes to get this person into salvation. And so I I spend this time praying. I spend this time now saying, your kingdom come, your will be done. And I'll pray for myself too. Your kingdom come, your will be done in me, right? Wherever I'm out of line with your will, bring it into line, God. I'm still not confessing my sins. It's not, I'm not supposed to yet. <laughs> it's not there on my template yet, but I'll get there. And to me, this, this is what's been so profound about this is that it used to always be unworthy, Joel. Got to beat myself up forever. Then I can pray. But now I've learned I can pray and pray and pray, and I still haven't confessed my sins. And often what happens is a more beautiful conviction comes when it's finally time to confess a sin. Or I just feel like it's just erased. Like he's already just forgiven me by the time I get to it. Um, but your king, what, what, what is the time there? I can't see. 15 till. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so this is my time to just pray for friends. Pray for our nation. Pray for, for just leaders. Pray for the unjust ones for salvation. Cry out for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. This is your time to pray for others. So sometimes when, for some of us, our prayer life is just, that's all we ever do is pray for others. But I'm trying to show us today, that's just a tiny part of the Lord's prayer. It's a tiny part of his template of what he's teaching us to go through. 
do we want to reach our hands towards her and pray for her? What's, I don't know what exactly was going on. I wasn't sure. Yeah. God, we just pray, God, right now um, for your healing touch right now, Jesus. Pour out your spirit right now, God. We welcome your presence. Let your presence come upon her. Fill her with your peace, God, and healing power from the top of her head down to her toes right now, God. We release healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, I wasn't sure what was going on. Otherwise, I would have prayed for it earlier. All right, um, let's see. All right, so let's uh, give us today our daily bread. And that's the one we're going to end on today. Uh, I know this is different. Thanks for bearing with me. I hope you're enjoying it as we just kind of go along. And I uh, give you a template. Well, Jesus gave it to us, but I encourage you guys, if you're like, boy, you know, I'm struggling in my prayer life, have a hard time picking a subject, knowing where to start, just start here. Just start here. And even if you don't get through the whole thing, it's fine. Or if you got through the whole thing in five minutes, that's fine too. Just start somewhere. If you don't have a prayer life, start here. Um, you know, for for our father, find a song that's about father. Uh, what's that one by Chris Tom? As the start of your time alone with God. Just recognizing that he loves you. That's all you have to do. That's an easy one. You don't even have to do anything. Just Just believe him that he loves you. Easier said than done, right? Uh, so give us today our daily bread. What does this one mean? Is he talking about physical things? Yeah, maybe. Is he talking about spiritual things? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. And so I, I treat this as both. Um, give us today our daily bread. I treat like, okay, God, what do we need? What would you provide for us. And so it's not a time for vanity. It's not a time to, to seek it. You know, James said, you guys are praying for things, but you're asking a miss, a miss, and you're not getting it an answer because you just want to spend it on your own pleasures. So you're not asking for the right reasons. And so I ask God, what do we need? What would you have in our life? Some people are called to sell everything and move somewhere, right? Some people are not. And so I ask God, God, how much uh, wealth do you want us to have? And what am I doing with those finances? Give me my daily needs. And how can I give daily bread to other people with these finances? That's, that's one prayer that I pray often. Like, God, with what you've given us, who do you want us to give to? What, what programs do you want us to give to? What, what organizations do you want us to give to? And we, and we give to many that throughout the years, God has called our heart. And sometimes I'll treat this as a time because we're so blessed here and we have so much as far as the physical need of bread goes. Uh, I'm like, okay, I, I don't, I don't need that. Yes, God, I still, I still ask for, you know, your will to be done in that, but I'll pray often for, cause it says, give us today our daily bread, right? There's that us again. It's not just about me. And so I pray for all of those who are starving. I pray for all of those who have no food and I cry out, God, give them daily bread. Give them actual food. Bring salvation to their, they're starving. God, bring salvation in the physical. Send more and more people to help. God, convict my heart. Do I need to give more? What, what can I give to God? Give them their daily bread that they need. Um, but then 
I love to take this and just spiritualize it. That, you know, he said, if, if oh, he said to the, to the scribes when they're challenging him one time, he said, you know, they, they ate the manna in Moses' day and they all died. But he said, if you eat of me, you'll live forever. If you eat of this bread, at one time the, the disciples are like, yeah, we don't have any bread. And he's like, I have bread that you guys don't know about. And they're like, did he, did he bring some bread? What's going on here? And he says, no, my bread is to do the will of the Father. It's, it's literal nourishment to me. It is my daily bread to do his will. It is my daily bread to obey him. Jesus himself is my daily bread. He said, all who are thirsty, all who are weak, come to me. And you'll never thirst again. Never thirst again. His, his water satisfies. His bread satisfies us. He satisfies our hearts. And so oftentimes, I just sing songs about Jesus here. Or um, just talk about, God, how much I need you. I just, I just need you, Jesus. I just need you. You are my daily bread. You're everything. If you're not here right now, what am I doing, God? If, if, as Moses said, don't send us out unless your presence leads the way. Unless you come with us, we don't want to go. And so I spend this time to say, God, give me my daily portion of Jesus. Give me, give me my daily dose of Jesus. I need you. You're all I need. You're all I need to get by. You're all I need to be satisfied in life. I just need Jesus. That's it. I just need you. And so often I'll spend this time expressing that, believing on that, that I, I have nothing apart from you, God, uh, trying to to get my spirit and body and mind in tune with that, that he is everything and I need him every single day. Um, and I'll spend time worshiping him with songs about, you know, just give me Jesus. Just give me Jesus. I just want you. Um, but I only have time for day, and this song just came out of my heart, and and, and the chords were just right there. So I'll just let's just do that, and we're gonna just worship to the Lord's prayer to finish up. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause His face to be shining upon you and be gracious to you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Uh, may we incorporate this template into our life as you told us to. When we pray, pray like this. God, help us to, to bring that into our prayer life. God, for all of those who've just been struggling with their prayer life, God, I just pray an anointing come on them to pray, God, and to, to use this template and to just go for it and to spend time with you, God. Just bless every person's prayer life in here, God, that it would increase tenfold, God, that we would become more and more desperate and hungry for you, God. We would find our first love in you, Lord. Bless you. Love you. Amen.